0: Another episode of how oh, the hell was this a hit and i'm your host kirk buckner broadcasting top from the mountain of manitoba the highest place ever in manitoba not really but if i say it enough times it might be true just like in the 80s madonna told everyone she was hot we all kind of bought it at least for a while i know i did until i saw that damn thing in hustler Damn. but anyway that's another story for another time I run Fame.com, the fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and of course, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. After you've listened to this, what I want you to do is go to fame.com forward slash USA, and you can decide who's going to be part of the first ever United States Athletic Hall of Fame class. But I can't do this alone. I've got Andrea Tessman and Brad Nelson, and I know—what? Hey, oh, there you go. I know how happy— these two were, because they sent me messages all week, happy about this pick of Una, Paluma, Blanca.
1: If, if by happy you mean had several waking dreams of stabbing you in the face with like rebar, yes, I was overjoyed.
2: I, I think the only happiness came from, yeah, th- thinly veiled threats.
0: <laughs> so we, uh, just to make a point here, they really weren't that thinly. <laughs> they were sure. yes, and, Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you why I picked it. I find it fascinating that this is the same band that did that funky opening in Reservoir Dogs. Little Green Bag, year Five years before. So yeah. this song is something that I remember a little bit from my youth because Brad doesn't remember it. I do.
2: Okay. But why didn't you pick that great song from Reservoir Dogs and not this one? Because we would have had a lot more fun with that.
0: Hell yes. Because I don't have
1: to question why the hell that was a hit. There's <laughs> a circle, no,
0: the sure. which
1: is just one get out. This one had like two grannies in a knitting circle who were grooving out to it, and that was the hit.
0: Ah, but was it? Now this went number one in other countries. It didn't do as well in the United States. It went to number 10 in Canada. I think in the US it was number 26. So in Europe, this did exceptionally well in a whole plethora of countries. And I've never, then and today, heard a song like this, which is basically disco polka. I was just gonna
1: say, this is disco polka, and it's wrong. Didn't say it was right. Like polka is wrong, disco is wrong. Two wrongs in this case are not making a right. This this is making a wrong wrong.
0: A wrong wrong. So wrong Mm -hmm. wrong is a right, that's a double negative.
1: it's not it's not proper it's, no i think
2: if you add two negatives it gets more negative
1: i think that's what it is i don't think they're being multiplied together i don't know disco Definitely. plus polka equals this steaming pile of turd
0: but how could it be so bad if i sent you a great cover of it by david hasselhoff
2: I'm not going to um, say that that makes it good.
1: Can, can you hear the crickets in the background there, Kurt? Oh, no, I know. Yeah, because I, I watched the video for Uno Paloma Blanco. Um, and then I watched the Hasselhoff version that you sent along. Mm-hmm. It wasn't better. I should have sent
0: the one with the Mouseketeers doing it at Super Bowl Eleven. Hard pass. Hard pass.
1: Yeah, because now you're just making it worse by adding sports ball to it. I...
0: Sort of the bread and butter of what I do, but that's okay. (laughs) I have a theory anyway. Oh,
1: all right, expound upon your theory. Sure,
0: 1975. Now, we've covered a lot of weird songs in the 74, 75, 76 genre. Nothing was defined, anything could be a hit. Okay, and it pretty much was. You would punk was doing well, disco was doing well. R and B was doing well.
1: Seventy-five was- disco was dying, man. It was going 1975? through its last little couple of twitches.
0: Oh no, you got that wrong. That's nineteen eighty. You've got late.
1: four more years, and disco is dead. That's all it lasted. That's it was twitching though. It was it was not good. It smelled bad.
0: It was in the it was in its embryonic phase at this point.
1: That's so gross.
0: You just don't know it's your disco history. You no, need- I don't know my disco. disco. I, I
1: will admit I am disco illiterate. Uh, and hopefully I will remain so the rest of my life.
0: I need to be your teacher in this. i could I could help you with that. Go back and watch our wonderful show that featured the Saturday night fever. it was It was a great learning thing for you. and this was two years after this. or don't.
1: Eric, I lived through that. I was there on the broadcast on that one. and um, never again.
2: You could go back to our very, very first episode.
1: I did. I watched before you guys invited me on, I watched all of your episodes um, as they were as they were popping out. I was a fan. I was a super fan. I think at one point you were our only fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was I was
1: there amongst the throng of four others.
0: There you go. What I learned. Is in Europe though, there was a type of music that was that was starting to begin in the 70s, in the mid-70s, and it sort and it really was. Because like I was trying to figure out, like, yes, this sounds so different from everything else I've ever heard, but not necessarily if I was in Central Europe. So this is apparently a type of music called Schlager.
1: I believe you're pronouncing Schlock wrong. <laughs>
2: Um, I, it's a very similar sound to a lot of what my, uh, German grandmother would listen to. Right. So basically the whole idea is that it sort of
0: takes, takes like folk songs, sentimental ballads, uh, catchy melodies and make it a whole light pop thing. Uh, this was sort of big in the mid seventies and the early into the early eighties, where oh, if you watched a lot of the Eurovision stuff, this would sort of come up, but because a lot of this was in German, it's not going to translate. Now, George Baker, who's Dutch, can sing in English. Sounds real name. is Johans... Well, I don't know what the hell it is. Hey, Dutch people, explain this to me. How come you wear... What's the deal with wooden shoes?
1: It's very impractical. Okay, the Dutch like their clogs because they also did, like, the dams and stuff, and the reservoirs, and wood floats. Are you... No, if you're boating and you lose a shoe... You're Nike, it's going down to the bottom of the ocean. You, you're, you're If you're Dutch and you lose a shoe while you're out know, boating, loop right up to the top, there it is.
0: You know what I think it is? I think I think that this was a conspiracy by the Dutch podiatrists. Ah, uh, Johan, you, you've got another sprinter in your in your doge.
2: Honestly, clogs are very comfortable. How are they comfortable? It's wood. Because they're molded to the shape of your foot. Even if they're wood? Yeah, they're carved. It's not just a, a two-by-four that you're walking around on. I wonder if
0: there were sort of like accidents when they were trying to carve that and make those shoes around the foot. Well, <laughs> they're not
2: carving it while it's on your foot. That would be the easiest
0: way to make it more conforming, wouldn't it?
2: No. Do Why not, not attempt to chisel wood while a foot is attached to it. That's a bad idea.
1: I don't think Kirk has ever done any woodworking i have done woodworking Asking Have you uh, i'm not talking about <laughs> masturbation Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: anyway the footbed on clogs is actually um has has some pretty good arch support and is uh not uncomfortable i
0: wasn't really Either way this song is We're sort of talking about wooden shoes but okay uh so this and you did brought up the wood shoes. I did bring up the wooden shoes because I don't get it. I still don't get it. I I I reject your hypothesis. Uh, I will say this: as Brad rejected this song, a lot of people in Canada, and the United States, did not. Uh, this is still a heavy European population attached to their roots. This is something that they could listen to. I remember as a kid, Andrea, you being of Germanic descent yourself, perhaps you do too. Uh, I don't know how it was where you grew up, but in the hamilton area there was the the german hour that was like two hours of all this polka shit
2: and well
1: that's Ziggy that's um misinformation right there then i oh, was
0: that misinformation that was actual information that's accurate. no
1: that's if, if it was german hour and it was two hours of it there's a problem oh okay
0: well fuck, i don't remember what it was called it was all in german i don't i didn't speak it <laughs> I grew up in
1: Abbotsford. We had a very high German population going on there. And this song never registered on my radar.
0: Well, it did in Ontario.
1: Okay. Those Ontario Germans, they're a wacky bunch.
0: Well, we are. We are. Uh, Check out our porn. It'll be really impressed. I'm sure Brad has. Listen.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: If there's porn out there, Brad's probably at least found it out of That's character. That's
1: rule 32.5. Yeah. There you go. I remember... Rule it, so. Wait, rule before, if this you can time. think of it, there's porn of it. Rule 34.5 is I've found it. The internet's
0: made for porn. For porn. I thought one of you would do that now. Okay. I was having a sip. All right. Well, I, I said one of you. The internet is really, really great. For porn, there you go. That's what I was
1: okay. I didn't do the right (laughs) setup because, sorry, I didn't know the exact line of that. You have to bait her with the right Scooby snack in order to bring (laughs) out her inner monster.
0: I apologize, Andrea, that I'm not sort of setting up these softballs for you as well as Brad can. (laughs) I'm doing my absolute best here. Okay,
2: you know, he has a fast connection, so I don't have to wait for porn. Avenue Q people, check it out.
1: Yes, such a good show. It, I'm unless, so sad it's done.
2: Unless
0: you're Gary Coleman. Oh, I,
1: man! Gary Coleman's the landlord. It's
0: awesome. He did say that if he could figure out a way to sue them, he would have.
1: <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> Serious? I'm gonna have to look that up. But uh, yeah, so this song is bullshit. What else do we have to say about it? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to say. I think I don't
0: agree with. The, I'm sorry. I don't disagree with you i don't like it i just found it very unique and i was inspired because when i was watching old Super Bowls, there it was and it's like how did this pop up how is this being sung by the mousketeers how is this happening when it's very very clearly central european mm. it's it it is a chirpy happy song that's not the worst thing that. to, to yep. get into you you the words are pretty basic it's simple simple
1: to follow along with there's no double entendre it's on par with the you know what up with people halftime show and
0: that has an audience Mm -hmm. it's It's harmless
1: it's bullshit it's it's very lightly sweetened oatmeal
2: easy to digest
1: mostly tasteless little bit of something sweet in it to make it go down easier.
0: But at that time, if you were in Europe, this was a cutting-edge thing. There, it was sort of like played in, in like a dance and dance halls and clubs. Here, it went to it was adult contemporary.
1: Yeah, it's goofy. You know, yeah. it's a
0: fascinating thing to me when I
2: look
1: more. And like considering that, this is a George Baker selection, who came out with Little Green Bag, who had a great little sort of uh funk bluesy uh, almost like well I guess funk and soul really sound to it um to come up with that and then to to descend into the very pits of hell and release this.
0: Yeah. hey sorry
2: heard? that was a, that yeah. was my phone doing something and I was just shutting it off. Have ah, you mm-hmm. ever heard my, my impression of John Wayne in German actually? Oh, probably, but you're going to grace us with it again. I'm sure.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to mocking this. Go for it,
2: Los.
0: pilgrim. Of course, master impressionist.
1: We need, need to get you that little graphic on your on your uh, screen there, because holy so. crap! Again, you never cease to amaze me. Like most people, wouldn't do that publicly.
2: <laughs> has no shame when it comes to I really breakfast. don't
0: I really don't uh, alright I'll leave it with this since this is obviously not
1: one that we really want to go into any deeper apparently uh, I think we can well, figured- there's, no, there's nothing about it it is oatmeal there's nothing salacious well, about it is,
0: I got, got this there. Yeah. there I answered that question you were no help
1: but that's okay nothing salacious about it nothing that stands out there was no Big arguments or fights within the band about this or anything like that. Yoko didn't come in yeah. and, and break up the group or nothing.
0: Well, because they're happy. They're they It's about this South South American farmer who's dreaming about not having to you know work for the man anymore every night and day. But he mm-hmm. never lost a minute of sleep thinking about things.
1: Shit. How does that go, yep. Kirk? You know. You just, you make me want to hit you when you start doing stuff like that. What? Oh, sorry. I was, I thought we were still quoting the song. Yeah, I
0: think I was, I was doing the Tina Turner thing. I think you went. All yeah. I can
1: Tina Turner. Ike beat the crap out of Tina. Anyways.
0: I would like if, to think that if we were ever dating, I'm the Ike.
1: Oh yeah. I just want to point that out. I don't know. No, yeah. You know, if, Hey, if that's what it takes to get in your that. pants, then you go ahead and believe that Kirk. Actually, I I just realized that's not really a good thing that I just said. What the hell am I doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, you had one job.
2: When you're trying to compare yourselves to Ike and Tina Turner, like, I don't know who's who here, because honestly, I don't think either one of you would beat the other one, but, like, maybe we'd be more like Mike and Ike.
1: Yeah, and I don't have the legs or the voice to compete with Tina.
0: Well, you do now.
1: Oh, sad drum roll. I love Tina. Tina's amazing. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, I was very upset that we, when she died. I encourage everyone to go listen to her underappreciated uh, uh, album of rock covers, Acid Queen, 1975. Check it out. All Tina right. Well, I guess amazing. we're checked out of this one. So, Andrea, what do we got I- next?
2: I was gonna like pull up some crap, and then I was thinking that maybe I should pick something that might be interesting.
1: This was interesting. Oh yeah, you could tell we how, were all wrapped with attention. How
2: was this interesting?
0: I think. What should I just change the name of the show to? How was this interesting? And then no. I, I come up with something, and you two debate me while everything I say <laughs> is shit. Well, I am a master debater.
2: Well we had all of like 10 minutes. So so that's better than the like two and a half minutes we figured that, that You, this minute, you gave it for. a minute and a half. <laughs> Incidentally,
0: that's usually what they say. They usually give me a minute and a half.
1: But so, Not, um nothing but little uh drum bits here today. I'm working on it,
0: yeah.
2: So either I'm gonna give you an option. So box. either the box. I take the box. We go with 1959, um, okay, novelty song Hello Mada, Hello Fada. No, or
1: here I am like, at Camp Granada
2: <laughs> with an arguably great song that um became a hit posthumously. Post what? Oh, Post- posthumously. Posthumously,
1: okay.
2: Sorry, my
1: after song. the person died. Um, well, I don't know. Okay, for posthumous, one? are we going to be looking at Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole? No. Okay. No, you
2: said 1959. No, the first one was 1959. Right, let me check the date of the other one.
1: Novelty song. Are we rolling out the barrels? Yeah, I thought I thought we were done with polka. <laughs> well, I Thank was you. thinking maybe she was taking some uh, some uh, inspiration from your.
2: So, uh, 59 or the po- posthumous one is, um, 67.
1: Okay. Girl. Okay. Let's just... what do you think? Should we go
0: 59 or
2: 67?
0: I don't know. I mean, I did a 69 once, but I only made 68 and I owed her one.
1: 88's good though. Yeah. 88, you know, eat her, she eats you. Anyway. Okay, um, yeah. no. <laughs> just don't let Andrea hear what we're discussing
0: here. No, of, course, of course not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh posthumous. I can't even figure out that out. I mean, we said, first said posthumously. I thought it was going to be uh, Roy Orbison, but
1: that can't be right. Really interested in the posthumous one, but I want to kind of break away from tradition and go with the older one. We haven't done a novelty one. Let's see.
0: Can I try and guess which one it is?
2: Um,
0: the novelty song. Sure. Novelty. Okay, because I guess we're picking the novelty one, right, Brad? Yeah, let's
1: go with the novelty one. Okay.
0: Is it Mister Custer? No.
1: Oh. Is it Boy Named Sue?
2: No.
0: Uh, One-Eyed Purple People Eater?
1: No, that's a good song. No, it's- um... Oh, 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 is this Stagger Lee?
2: No, but that's a great song. That's a great that was song. was 61,
1: I know that.
0: Oh. Uh,
2: double check the year, I'm pretty sure it was 59. Well, no, Stagger Lee, we're not
0: doing, are we doing Stagger Lee?
2: No,
1: so.
2: no, no, I mean, I was just double checking the year of the song. Okay, I don't
1: know. No, I'm drawing a blank.
2: Seven little girls sitting in the back seat, Kissing and a-hugging with Fred. What? You don't know that song? Wow. Keep your eyes on the drive and keep your hands on the wheel. You're the
0: Avon,
2: seven little girls sitting in the backseat. We should have
0: picked 67.
1: No doubt. We screwed up.
0: I never heard of
2: that. What? Basically, it's like they're just singing about this guy driving around town and telling him to, like, pay attention to the road while they're making out with his buddy in the backseat.
1: Okay, so you're going to have to put that in the chat because I don't even know what the artist or song is in this one. I've never heard of this. All the ones Brad and I were guessing were better than this. A hell of a lot better.
2: God, is this how I, you? This was it? a good song. I said that. I said the posthumous one was a good song.
1: I said was this it a was hit though? One. What was it? This even a hit? Uh uh-huh. Let's
2: see. We'll
0: see the Avons. Avon Collins.
1: The Avons is what it's called, eh?
2: No, it's called Seven Little Girls. Yeah, but you said the band name was the Avons.
1: Um. Paul Evans. Paul Evans. okay
2: paul evans
0: okay i don't know not that that helps me out either i never heard of that guy either
1: it's actually called seven little girls sitting in the back seat
2: yep all
1: right there we go i've put it in the chat but what the actual fuck, andrea
0: oh there is an Avon's version Entered the UK charts at number twenty six, the Avons.
2: Huh. US number nine. All
1: right. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to have a look at this because. Uh, okay, what was the um, what was the better what, one? What, what, what did we miss out on?
2: Um, Otis Redding.
1: Dock of the Bay. Yep. Nice.
2: Came out three days after he. I think three days after he died. Or no, he died three days after he recorded it.
0: Yeah, mm. To be fair, though, that song is great, and it's pretty easy to, to explain why. This one, I don't even know it, so I can't. I can't comment on it at all. I've never heard this one
1: before.
2: Well, I've never heard the the Paloma Blanca.
1: The Paloma
2: Blanca. Oh, that's you didn't watch Super I have. 11. And you are going to have in your head now, all together now. One, two, three. Keep your eyes on the drive and keep your hands on the wheel. <laughs> Uh, you knew that based on our conversation the other day. I was going yeah. to torture you. No, you.
0: Like, yeah, but your you, Brad made it specific: torture me, but make it okay for him. You, you,
2: no, yeah. and I said I'm an equal opportunity torturer. Yeah,
0: Brad, you're sh- you're you're a shrapnel on this one, buddy.
1: Uh yeah, friendly fire over here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, lateral so.
0: damage. It's like she farted in my direction, but the fan was behind me. <laughs>
1: so i've got uh, we got andrea here with a rocket launcher trying to be a sniper and it did not work
2: <laughs> all right
0: shot. Well, we, we haven't done one from the 50s yet uh for the, for this one
1: because
0: mm-hmm. we, we did for the number one thing I think we all hey turk yeah did did you write a book at all in the 50s uh i didn't write a book in the 50s but the i did write a book about a guy who was born in the 50s oh that works Yeah, Chavo Guerrero. Actually, somebody that, one of his mentors just passed away a few hours ago. Oh, Uh, shit. The the legendary Terry Funk. I just read about
1: that, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, Terry Funk uh, had a lot in common with Chavo Guerrero. Actually, there's a big chapter in the book uh, that I helped him write dedicated on that, Chavo Guerrero, Instant Classic, Uh, because Chavo was the son of a legend, uh, Gory Guerrero. Terry was was the son of another legend himself. And Dory Funk Sr. And there was a great chapter where he was sitting under Terry Funk's learning tree because Terry was already an uh, established tenure vet when Chavo, Chavo began. And yeah, uh, Terry was excellent in the film Roadhouse. Here's Terry Roadhouse. Funk was Roadhouse? Terry Funk, yeah. Wait.
1: Yeah. Oh, hang on here. Because Roadhouse is awesome.
0: Yes, Roadhouse is awesome. Terry, Terry Funk was one of the original bouncers. I mean, Roadhouse, you can't...
1: Oh, yeah, okay. He was one of the bouncers they fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Not the guy who got his got his larynx ripped out. No, no, that, no. Because that, you
0: can't do that to Terry Funk.
1: No, you can't rip out his larynx. I mean, his larynx is too strong.
0: Yeah. I actually saw Terry Funk wrestle in 2002 against Abdullah the Butcher. Was that Paula Abdul's stage name? Paula Abdul.
2: <laughs> that would be an interesting crossover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paula Abdullah the butcher.
2: <laughs> it's like one of those wheel of fortune like jumbled together things. Mm. Like, I'd like to know the hints to guess that one.
1: <laughs> it's That's gonna awesome. be a roundabout way. You have to do a A half drunk uh, podcast for
0: that. Yeah, but every time I do that, it becomes a full drunk podcast. And then we can. There's that. Uh, Yeah. Damn, I'm still now trying to picture what Paula Abdullah the Butcher would look like. Because I don't think either of you actually know what Abdullah the Butcher looks like.
1: I could have got a cool machine right here.
0: Yeah. uh, Abdullah is a very unique looking individual. Uh, oh, he's Canadian. He, well, yes, but his, but but he was the madman from the Sudan.
1: Mm. Uh, yes.
2: I'm just picturing him dancing with a cartoon wolf.
1: <laughs> two steps forward, I go two steps back. Hated we get you. together because opposites attract.
0: I hated that song. I, that was the one that really got me when we picked that one in our early days. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, glad yeah there you go. i know you are i know you are but you know i do other things i actually cheat on you guys and do other shows constantly and we keep it's taking tough. you back week after week i well i i, I appreciate that thank you a little I'm upset
2: not, it's more ethical non-monogamy you're you're very open about your, your
1: you've got a perfectly heartache. good throuple right here though perfectly good throuple i watched a lot of big love
0: i don't know what to tell you <laughs> that's,
2: that's not I don't that's know. not ethical non-monogamy that's polygamy. It's a whole different thing.
1: Well, it's a gimme. Gimme, 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 a man after midnight.
0: I thought you were going to do gimme, 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 gimme more, Britney Spears.
1: No, I try to avoid quoting Britney Spears at most costs. Although I did do just do ABBA, and that's not good either. <laughs> ABBA, by the way, did cover Una Paluma Blanca.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. I'm
0: not going to look for it. No, there you go. Well, the other shows, I've been recording a whole bunch over the summer that will eventually come out in the fall because editing those ones actually involves a lot of stuff where I have to go back and watch all those games and then put little clips and things. So we are doing all the past Super Bowls, which is where I got the idea for this. So it's the Retro Football Review with Paul Lawrence, and we recorded Super Bowl 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. We're going to do 12 on Friday. So look
2: for that. Who won that one, Andrea? Mm. The cheerleaders from the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Well, I you got your
1: half. They, it is they the are epic. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna go. It was the Oregon Octopuses versus um, the Tampa Bay Tie Cats.
0: It's the Oregon Octopi. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> octopi.
2: Incidentally, technically as well. <laughs> octopuses is uh is technically it um also correct.
1: And hippopotamuses as well.
2: Because uh, CBC did something on octopuses and octopi and got a lot of hate mail. So they had to have someone come on and testify that it is correct to say octopuses.
1: Well, CBC says that it must be true. (laughs) Uh, It's more fun to say octopuses, though. Or octopussy if you're into James Bond.
2: I got to watch that. Octopeds?
1: Octopods are the type, like all octopus, all eight legged creatures are octopods.
2: Octopeds. Octopods. Octopods. Pretty sure. Right, octoped oh, yeah, would be feet. Octopod would mean would be eight feet.
0: You know, there's a great is... mid-80s song uh called by the goon squad, eight arms to hold you in my heart. We could mm-hmm. do that one.
1: Octopod is a cephalopod mollusk of the order octopoda or an octopus. There you and go. Octoped would be feet.
2: Yes, eight feet. That's what I said. Ped would be feet.
1: Yes. Although like, it's no, a podiatrist, not a pediatrist, and a pedometer, not a podometer.
2: No, that's why ped is feet. Pedometer.
1: Podiatrist.
0: That would be yeah, great well. for a wrestler who's obsessed with feet, all diatrist. <laughs> no? No. Okay. Well, anyway, we we do all, all those great classic Super Bowls. And incidentally, when you mentioned the cheerleaders, as I'm re-watching that, this is the first one where they just seem to be obsessed with the cheerleaders.
1: Mm, cheerleaders.
0: That's
2: why I said they won.
0: The commentator actually said, you know, there's actually a rivalry between the Broncos cheerleaders and the Cowboy and the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Eh. Which might explain why they were doing lots of... Uh, Lots of gratuitous shots. This is a a first actually doing these classic reviews.
1: The golden age of football.
0: There you go. Uh, there's also the retro sports review, uh, or the classic sports review with uh, Glenn Palowski, uh, the greatest triathlete ever to come out of the Western New York area, who successfully defended his title in Antarctica. He's going back there in September. Uh, we looked at a couple things, though. <laughs> oh, roller games will oh, come out, the 1994 Major League Baseball All-Star game. Uh, we have decided that our next one is going to be... Shit, I forgot what the hell we're going to do. Well, it's going to be good.
1: Damn right it will be.
0: What the hell was it? Oh, I remember. It's the 1987 uh, Canada Cup game between the Soviet Union and Canada. Ooh. Huh? Huh? Gretzky, Tretiak. Makarov. What more do you want?
2: And I recognize two of those names.
0: Not the Russian ones? No. <laughs> ra, Ra, Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. I we could do that one at some point in time. That there's a lot of a lot of. We I'm know why Boney M.
1: became a hit,
0: dude.
2: We talked. I'm like, didn't we do that one, or did we do ah, a different
0: Boney M. one? We did, no, we did Millie Vanilli, and it was the same producer.
2: That's right. So we talked like, Boney M. Right. So which is why no, that all Boney all that M. Did. the original Millie Vanilli. Yes, just back then nobody noticed. Hmm.
1: Oh, those Russians.
0: Yeah. What a heartbreaking thing to find out that guy didn't actually sing
2: a damn thing when i tell people that these days they're still surprised nobody seems to actually and people are like oh i saw them live i'm like no you didn't he wasn't well Well, he
0: was he he might have been singing but it's just like he's trying to mimic that other guy's voice and he can't can't really do it no he didn't do well at all i didn't say that he did it particularly well oh one we should do is Barge. at one point you wear it well
1: you wear it well oh Barge had another bigger hit than you wear it well
0: Yeah, but that was also featured on a Facts of Life episode.
1: where he took the good?
0: No, he took the bad. You took the
2: bad? You take them both. you take them both?
0: Yeah, but then he had.
2: The Facts of Life.
0: Yeah. You know, I still have a problem with that show. Actually, the one- Girls! 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 (laughs) I could could go on and on about like, why did they have to do the the one episode where one of them lost her virginity and had to be Natalie? Anyway. Hey, man.
1: Natalie had it going on in her own th- way.
0: No, she didn't. Okay. She she did not. Useless trivia fact for you. Lisa Welchel refused to be a part of that episode due to her Christian beliefs. Oh. Uh-huh. Other useless fact for you. She appeared at Super Bowl XI as one of the Musketeers.
1: Okay, hang on here. And if
2: you want to watch or listen to information about Super Bowl XI, tune in to Kirk's. Uh which show is it now what? classic sports Review. Retro football show retro football show thank yeah. you sorry i
0: have even a lesser filter on that one actually no that's not true i have a better filter on that one it's the one i do with one i got no filter at all <laughs> zero zero whatsoever uh, there's a, the other show I do with Evan Nolan, my partner in the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, it's the weekly Hall of Fame show. Check that out if you're into Halls of Fame. Uh, Vinny Pinuso does a show with me where he looks at, uh, he makes great Hall of Fame cases for. Last one he did was Al Wistert. This one he's going to do up soon will be on Seymour Siwa. So oh, that guy. He's my favorite. Yeah. Well, it, it's, he's, he's a, he's a statistician as you might've guessed by his name.
2: Oh, sounds, sounds appropriate
0: suddenly
1: see more
0: firewall so there's that and i'm planning pretty soon to start the next next great show in the buckner verse the buckner verse why the hell did they sing
2: mm. oh featuring the one where Black? To look at, at mm-hmm. athletes that tried to yes make a yes yeah that's going to be
0: coming up pretty soon Uh, i just have to do all the appropriate things for that uh with that i think we were going to bring this to a close i think we talked i plugged longer than you guys wanted to talk about this song
2: which i think we talked yeah we we went the plugging took longer than the show itself but that's okay it was kind of more fun
0: rod likes to plug i'm a plugger hello plugger hello father
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm a plugger you're a plugger she's a plugger he's a plugger wouldn't you like to be a plugger too be a plugger. Drink.
2: I'm not the pheasant plugger. I'm the pheasant plugger's son. I'm only plugging <laughs> pheasants till the pheasant plugger comes. All right, uh-huh. well, both you mother pluggers, let's just call this a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Whoever you all are, wherever you may be, the Bucknerverse bids you a Bye. <laughs>